0: Nonetheless, us men hate hearing about it because the woman's response to our mess up or our failure often goes something like this. Ready? Welcome to the Be Bold or Be Forgotten podcast. My name is Brian Brown. Have you ever wondered why some people's stories are told for generations after they've passed, yet most are forgotten within just a few short years? Have you ever put much thought into which category you'll end up in? What we're going to do is go behind the scenes and let anybody who wants to watch me fight. Fight to become a lineage maker for my family while my chips are down and the odds are against me. Maybe in that process you'll decide that you want to become a lineage maker too. trees and big balls. Hmm. This will probably go down as the most controversial episode that we do. Now, you'll find out what the oak tree part of the title means here in just a short bit, but big balls? Well, I guess you could say that it's a requirement to taking a stab at talking about this very taboo subject. And by the end of this, you'll see I don't think women are all that crazy, even though we might have documentation to prove that to be true. Uh, side note: If I go missing after this episode, please just use your common sense as to who did it. But anyways, screw it. Let's just go ahead and get started. Let me let me start by asking you: Which sucks more? A messing up or B, having me hear about the thing that you messed up from your wife. Now, if you chose A, either you're not married or you're married to some fictitious woman and we should get you in for a mental checkup ASAP. Now, if you chose B, then hey, welcome to the party, my man. And I'm not even talking about big mess ups. Like we could be talking about a scenario where You forgot to take out the trash for the second time in the row, or it could be that you picked up the wrong brand item from the grocery store, or maybe you let your kid eat something that they weren't supposed to eat. Now, before I start getting hate mail from all the women that are listening to this, hear me clearly. I'm not saying that you're irrational. I'm not saying you're too much to handle. I'm not saying that you're overly emotional. And I'm not saying that your man doesn't deserve to hear about how he messed up. I mean, us men do a lot of stupid stuff. We know it. And to the credit of women, you know, they've generally got a much higher level of awareness than us men do. So we probably need to hear about it from time to time with how we messed up and how we need to be better. It's cool. It's fair. I get it. That being said, there's a very real reason why us men hate hearing about how we messed up. And we could be talking about something small, like getting the wrong item from the grocery store, or something much bigger, like the epic personal fails that I've shared throughout this podcast. Oh, and yeah, we don't just get to hear about it once. We get to hear about how we messed up at least three times, right? Nonetheless, us men hate hearing about it because the woman's response to our mess up or our failure, often goes something like this. Ready? I'll just do it myself next time. Now, in a minute, I'm going to explain to any woman listening to this why that's one of the very worst things that you could say to a man. And, dear God, how is it possible that women have such an innate ability to so effortlessly make a man feel like he's got the IQ of a rock? Like, goodness, I'm not even mad. It's like, it's just so remarkable that you almost have to sit there and admire it. And if you think I'm off the mark, just go to Proverbs twenty one nineteen, where it says, It's better to live in a desert land than with a contentious and vexing woman. Contentious meaning combative and vexing meaning causing frustration or worry. All right. So there, see, the Bible said it a long time before I did. I'm just restating facts here, all right? And by the way, if you're a woman listening to this, just remember, this podcast is for men. In a little bit, your blood will stop boiling and you'll be happy that I created this episode, okay? Calm down, woman. Yeah, I just I just went there. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's crossing the line. Side note to the single men listening, never tell your wife to calm down, especially in the midst of a heated argument. It's like the equivalent of throwing dynamite into the campfire while you're still sitting right next to it. So you can't say that I didn't warn you. (sighs) That all escalated quickly. Goodness. But hey, since I went there anyways, let me just ask another question real quick. Like, why is it that Women are so good at taking small things and turning them into really big things. Like this one time, my wife and I were in Fiji at this floating pizza bar with a bunch of our friends. And we're having a good old time in the middle of the ocean. But by the time we got back off the boat and back onto the island, I realized I forgot my flip-flops on the floating pizza bar. And I'll tell you, my wife let me have it. And in my mind, I'm like, they're just flip-flops. We're going to buy another pair. It's not that big of a deal. And all the while, my sweet wife created this entire story and meaning about the whole thing. Turns out she thought, well, if Brian can't even take care of his flip-flops, how is he going to take care of our unborn kids? See, at the time we were just starting to think about having kids. And so that's a little context for the story, but that's the meaning that she gave it. Are you kidding me? I love you, babe. I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I know some of you are concerned for my well-being right now after what I just shared, but before you think I'm throwing my wife under the bus or think that I'm making her out to be some sort of crazy person, let's just set the record straight because we all know this. This is all the man's fault could have all been avoided if I had simply been paying attention. Like, let's just keep keeping it real. Any normal woman tends to react strongly when they don't feel like their man is paying attention or making her feel seen, heard, or loved, which all is just code for safety and security. Now, I promise you, There's a point that I have to all this. So just stay with me and let's get back to where I should have left off. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and gather myself here and and let's get serious. Okay. The worst thing a woman can say to a man is, I'll just do it myself next time. Now, some people listening, probably women listening are like, what? What are you kidding me? I'll do it myself next time is like one of the worst things you can say to a man Yeah, it is. So let me explain why. Because it's inferring that she doesn't believe that we have what it takes to properly take care of her and our family. Now, let me be clear. In my opinion, she's not intentionally attacking or disrespecting you. This phrase, I'll do it myself next time, it's, it's coming from a place of fear, really, more than anything. And it's the fear on some level that she's not seen, heard, loved, or protected. And generally speaking, women have a tendency to want to take control when things seem uncertain. Remember this. But when a woman says, I'll just do it myself next time, or attempts to take control of a situation that she's afraid that you can't handle... It shoots to the core of a man's biggest question, which is, do I have what it takes? And if you don't believe that that's a man's biggest question, then I would ask you, why do you love watching movies of men who do have what it takes? Iron Man, Black Panther, American Sniper, Rocky, Braveheart, Star Wars, Fight Club, The Matrix, shall I go on? We love watching movies of men who we aspire to be like. Do I have what it takes? It's a man's core question. And this is why there's maybe no greater pain than your wife inferring that you don't have what it takes as a man. But at this point, the question becomes, how are you going to react when you're indirectly told that you don't have what it takes because there's one thing that's for sure. You are going to mess up. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes that make your wife feel unseen, not heard, not loved and not protected. And inevitably during these failures, she's going to want to take control of the situation and create that sense of security and certainty herself. Again, suggesting that you don't have what it takes. So what do we do with that? Well, I'll tell you what most former men do with that. Did I say former men? Yeah, I said former men. They end up um, folding like a silk sheet and let their wife take control of the situation. And you can spot them very easily because they use phrases like, yeah, she wears the pants in the relationship or uh, he'll refer to her as the boss, or the one in charge. Now, I know some people that are listening to this right now think that I'm saying that women don't have value or don't contribute to a situation, which could not be further from the truth. Clearly, women have abilities and strengths that men don't have. Listen, all I'm saying is that it's a man's responsibility to lead his family. And no, I didn't say To be the dictator of the family, I said to lead his family. See, I see men fold all the time, particularly in business. A guy is putting effort into building something for his family, getting some traction, but not enough to alleviate his wife's fear and uncertainty that all his sacrifices and efforts will be worth it. And sure, maybe he could be doing more to get bigger results, but regardless At some point, she's going to challenge him. Now, before I go further, let me give you some top secret intel. Now, like, seriously, this is top secret intel. Your wife, my wife, she wants to be with a man who has what it takes. She wants to be with a strong man who has the ability to take care of her in good times and in bad She wants to be with a man who has a solid vision for the family's future and is willing to protect that vision. Okay, that's no secret. But here's here's the secret intel. Got it? In order to find out if you're that guy, she's going to test you. And the good news is that she wouldn't test you if she didn't believe in you. Now... When you get tested, full disclosure, if you haven't experienced this for yourself already, when you get tested, it's going to suck. You're going to feel disrespected. You're going to feel like less of a man. You're going to feel like she doesn't believe that you have what it takes. And you're going to want to put your walls up, go silent, and walk away either from the conversation or from the situation all together. And at this point, my friend, we have two choices. One, fold like a soft silk sheet. Or two, stand strong like an oak tree in the storm with roots deeply planted. So I'm going to give you a scenario for each so that we can find out what it looks like to be the silk sheet or the oak tree. Ready? So the first scenario... Say you just got home and uh, you got home later than you said you would. I'm not talking about going out into the late hours of the night. I'm talking about you were supposed to be home for dinner at 6 o'clock, but you show up at 6.15. Now, to you, it's no big deal. You You were wrapping up a very important conference call that was going to benefit your business and, hey, ultimately is going to take better care of your family, right? So you open up the door, you walk in immediately. You know what I'm talking about. Immediately, you get the sense that there is something wrong. You get this half smile from your wife. You ask how she's doing, and she responds with, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just fine. Just been running around all day, taking care of the kids, cleaning up nonstop, preparing a great dinner for my family that's now cold. Other than that, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just great. But no, seriously, couldn't you have at least texted me that you were going to be late? Okay. Freeze. Now, in your mind, you're like, goodness, I was 15 minutes late. And I was late because I was doing something really important, and I was doing it because I want to provide the best life possible for my family. Back off. But see, this isn't about being 15 minutes late, it's about the fact that you left your socks on the floor that morning. Yesterday, there was an unnecessary charge on the bank statement because you forgot to cancel some stupid subscription. Oh, yeah, and the date night you were supposed to go on last Friday had to be rescheduled because of work. And, yeah, little Johnny threw your wife's earrings down the heat vent while she was making you dinner. Okay, resume. Clearly, you're not up against the 15 minutes of being late. You're up against all the other stuff that's been going on. And at this point, we will either fold like a silk sheet, which in this case would mean you start to tell her why she's being ridiculous and you walk away from a heated conversation, or you decide to stand there like an oak tree in the storm and allow her to share why she's so upset about this seemingly little thing. You look her in the eyes, you give her your full attention, nod, let her know that you're hearing her frustration. Probably a good idea to apologize without rationalizing at this point, too. Now, you don't feel like doing any of these things because you're feeling attacked. However, that's why it's called being the oak tree. Now, Lord knows I am not perfect, and I don't pretend to have everything figured out, but I can tell you. There's an interesting thing that happens when you decide to be this oak tree. Yes, she feels seen, loved, heard, and most importantly, safe. Safe because you didn't run away or shut down when she shared how she felt. But now here's the interesting thing. When you're consistently the oak tree in this type of situation, you're going to face less and less of these storms, so to speak, in the future. Simply put, you have passed the test. And if you fail the test as the silk sheet, congratulations, you get to take that test over and over. Second scenario, your family could really use some supplemental income above and beyond what your job brings in. So you get started in a business project that you're really excited about. In fact, you're really excited because not only can it create that supplemental income, but it can actually... Give you a chance to retire your wife. It can give you the ability to take your family on vacation multiple times a year and get you off the hamster wheel. So you're taking it seriously. You've been putting in about 15 hours a week for about six months now, and you've made a very small sum of money so far. And your wife is getting frustrated because you're putting in that extra 15 hours into something that seems like it's not working. It's taking time away from her and the kids. And instead of watching that Netflix show with her at night, you're on webinars. Instead of playing at the park with your kids on Saturday morning, you're building your website, your social media, you're reaching out to potential customers, whatever it is for your business. Again, all of this is in mind with creating a better life for your family so you can have more freedom and more time and give them a better life, Right. So two more months go by, still not much to show for all the time, effort, and money that you've put into making this thing work. And Your wife starts making some subtle remarks like, you know, with the money you've spent on the trainings and the courses over the last several months, we could have already taken the kids to Disney. Or, you know, you probably would have been better off getting a second job during those 15 hours a week because at least there would be guaranteed income. Or you overhear a conversation that she's having with her mom and she knows you're listening. And she says, yeah, you know, he keeps trying to make this business work. But at some point, you just got to know when something isn't working and throw in the towel. See, I told you, you're going to get tested, my friend. She's going to question you, your abilities, your vision, and your commitment to following through on this thing. She might even throw in the, well, we would be better off if you just watch the kids and I go get a second job. Again, just just a variation of, I'll do it myself next time. And see, when you get tested, you've got two options. One, fold like a silk sheet and let your wife lead and provide for the family, which she's capable of doing. Or stand like an oak tree. And when she questions everything and you feel like she doesn't believe in what you're doing and maybe doesn't believe that you have what it takes, you don't get combative. You don't get defensive. You don't make her feel like she's wrong for feeling the way that she does. You don't You don't ignore her and put walls up. What do you do? You get more focused. You treat your time more seriously. In the time that you are home, you're more present. You sharpen your skills. You take bolder action. You do the work that's needed. She'll notice. And yeah, it doesn't hurt if you start to get some bigger results, but it doesn't always happen on your time. And if it doesn't, stick with your vision. Because remember, you're thinking long term here. Lineage makers must think long term. Sure, do what you got to do to take care of your family in the short term. But If you let her fear and uncertainty push you into putting all of your focus into short-term solutions and giving up on what you believe in and giving up on that thing you're working towards just because you want to appease her and alleviate her feelings, that is a major problem. Because in the end, here's what happens to most men. He will happily trade the title of lineage maker if it means that he doesn't have to deal with his wife taking shots at his competency. He would rather settle for an average life than to feel like his woman doesn't believe he has what it takes. He would rather avoid all of that pain and let his wife lead the family than to be bold and create the significant life his family deserves. But here's the thing to remember. Your wife, she wants to be with a man who has what it takes. She wants to be with a strong man who has the ability to take care of her in good times and in bad. She wants to be with a man who has a solid vision for the family's future and is willing to protect that vision. And in order to find out if you're that guy, she's going to test you. And the good news is that she wouldn't test you if she didn't believe in you. Now, when you're tested, it's going to suck. You're going to feel disrespected. You're going to feel like less of a man. You're going to feel like she doesn't believe that you have what it takes. You're going to want to put the walls up, go silent, walk away, either from the conversation or from the situation altogether. But you have a choice. I have a choice. We got a choice. We can be bold in the face of the storm and stand deeply rooted like an oak tree or fold like silk sheets and be forgotten. See, here's the deal. Not all my ventures have been successful. I've failed plenty. I've made plenty of mistakes and I'm not done yet. Let me finish by sharing a personal story. See, three months into my first business venture, this is... 2007, my wife, just my girlfriend at the time, she was frustrated by our lack of results. And I remember she told me, if you don't enroll a new customer by this certain date, we're out. This just isn't working. And mind you, I was putting in the effort. I was doing the right things, but the results just hadn't shown up yet to the level that we had expected to them to show up at that point. Now, when she said that to me, I did not verbally argue, but in the back of my mind, I was like, no way. We're doing this whether we meet that goal or not. This is our future. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Well, it just so happens that I enrolled three customers by that certain date, which, truth be told, had absolutely nothing to do with her deadline. It was simply a matter of results following the right activities. As a matter of fact, those results came from effort that I had put forward part of that conversation in and of itself. Now we've gone on to make over a million dollars in that business and help our business partners earn a collective 13 million in that process. And I just think about, what if at that point, i had let her feelings of uncertainty dictate the direction of our family i'll tell you right now i'm up against some uncertainty some challenges some deadlines right now as we speak story is not finished but i do know that i have a choice in how i respond to it all and just remember you do too pass the test She'll admire you for it. At the end of the day, we gotta ask ourselves, if I don't win, who's gonna lose? If I don't win, who is going to lose? Because here's the truth. If we don't do something significant with our lives, why does it even matter how long we live? And the way I see it, we've got two options. Tiptoe quietly to the grave of forgotten or be bold and become a lineage maker for our families. We're gonna go on a journey together to find out exactly what it takes to make sure when our great grandkids get asked who their great grandfather is, they won't fall victim to a frozen pen.